The first reading we heard this morning from the prophet Isaiah promises very great things. Light shall rise for you in the darkness. The gloom shall become for you like midday. The Lord will guide you always and give you plenty, even on the parched land. He will renew your strength. The ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. So many good and great things. But in order for these great things to come to pass, certain conditions must first be met. All these blessings and graces are sure to come by God's mercy if, if you remove from your midst oppression, false accusation, and malicious speech, the prophet tells us. If you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, if you hold back your foot on the Sabbath from following your own pursuits, your own interests, if, if, then, if you obey and are docile to the will of God, if you are willing to radically change your life and center it around the Lord and not around yourself, if you repent and convert, then great promises will be brought about by the free gift of God's grace. If then. There's something in us that sort of revolts at that insane clarity and simplicity of these sorts of if-then promises from the Lord. We cry out in defiance and doubt begins to creep into our hearts. Can it really be that straightforward? Can it really be that easy? Contrary to what our secular world might have to say, I think it actually is that easy. Here's the thing, though. Human weakness and human sin complicates everything. Our fallen human nature is able to come up with a million and one reasons why things can't be this simple. We come up with all sorts of excuses, don't we? We think of all of the mitigating circumstances, all of the reasons why it's actually much more difficult and confusing and nuanced to follow God's will than any sort of simple if-then statement could ever suggest it is. And thankfully, God is absolutely here for all of our complications. The Lord is so kind and merciful to us when we choose to make things not so easy. He is so patient with us. He can actually write straight with crooked lines. Thank God for that. But I think it still needs to be stated very clearly. It doesn't have to be this complicated. How much easier it would all be if we would just love the Lord if we would just listen to him, renounce our sins once and for all, and act on his word, relying on his divine grace that he is giving us? Go back to the very beginning. How simpler it would have all been had Adam and Eve just trusted God. If they had just believed that first if, then, promise. If you do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 
then you will live forever in harmony and peace with God and with one another. But if you eat the fruit, then you will surely die. We didn't listen. Humanity chose to complicate things, and we instead listened to the diabolical temptation. Did God really say that if you ate the fruit, then you would die? Come on. He can't be serious, right? It can't be that easy to lose everything, can it? There's got to be more to it than that, don't you think? And so Eve reached out for the forbidden fruit, shared it with her husband, who unfortunately offered absolutely no objection or resistance. And so the long, sad history of tragedy, hatred, war, destruction, and death has followed In the beginning, it was as simple as trusting our Father when he said, If you obey me, then you'll be happy. But we fell short. Now, considering all of that, it makes perfect sense to me that the new Eve, our Blessed Mother, would share such simple and direct messages with us, such simple promises, if, then, when she appears to us here on earth. It's as if Mary's simplicity and childlike docility counteracts and challenges all of the complexity of Eve's distrust. And so Mary shares with her dear beloved children, us, if you do this, then such and such will happen. As simple as that. And that is precisely what happened at Fatima in the year 1917. Mary, our mother, shared with those three little shepherd children very clear, very direct if-then requests. She told them things like this. Say the rosary every day to bring peace to the world and an end to the war. How simple. How clear. If you commit to praying the rosary every day, then World War I will end and peace will be brought about. What happens if we don't obey like good children ought to? What happens if we don't submit humbly to our mother's gentle and clear commands? She says it. She says this. If men do not refrain from offending God, another and more terrible war will begin. If we don't convert if we don't respond and turn to God together, if we don't stop offending him through all of our false ideologies, our atrocities, and our godlessness, all of that unnecessary sinful complexity, then another war, an even worse war, will break out. That's what she told the little children of Fatima. And sure enough, World War II did eventually break out. Another more terrible war did begin. Why? Because the world refused to remember God. I wonder if we don't change our own ways, if our world leaders do not stop blindly going down the path that they are currently barreling down, will something worse happen? Will there be another still more terrible war? Only God knows. But I will say this, 
I am very encouraged that we're praying these five first Saturdays at this particular moment in history, when once again, Russia is spreading death and destruction. When Russia is again spreading her terrible errors, bringing suffering and death to the poor people of Ukraine. To this, Mary offers us yet another if-then promise. If my wishes are fulfilled, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, then Russia will spread her errors throughout the world, bringing new wars and persecution of the church. It's my sincere prayer that our devotion to these five first Saturdays will help in some way contribute to the end of the current conflict in Ukraine, that it will actually help protect and defend all of those innocent civilians, the women and children, the priests and religious, the soldiers on both sides in harm's way. And why shouldn't our prayers be truly helping them? Why can we not, as Christians, have that very simple, direct, childlike faith? If we fulfill these five first Saturdays in reparation for all of the sins against the Immaculate Heart of our Mother, then why can we not expect God's amazing, beautiful promises to be answered in his time? and in his way. Our prayers matter. In God's providence, he desires to work through our intercession. That's the stark reality. And if we do not pray, then souls are sure to be lost. At her July 13th appearance, Our Lady actually showed Lucia, Jacinta, and Francisco a vision of hell. Understandably, the little kids were overwhelmed and horrified. When they saw hell, it was unspeakably awful. Countless human souls were being dragged down into a sea of fire by disgusting demons in the form of twisted animals. The souls were shrieking and groaning in pain and despair as they splashed into the fire. And the children in that moment looked up to their mother and they said, make it stop. And then Mary told them point blank, you have seen hell where the souls of poor sinners go. It is to save them that God wants to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. And here we discover the beautiful heart of our merciful God. He wants to save poor sinners. He wants to prevent anybody from going into that sea of fire. Anybody else. This is exactly what Jesus said in our gospel today. Those who are healthy do not need a physician, but the sick do. I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners, poor sinners, who, except for God's mercy, are destined to go into the sea of fire. Jesus desires to save people from that. But that can happen only if, if what? Well, Our Lady of Fatima told us, if you do what I tell you, if you do what I tell you, many souls will be saved 
and there will be peace. 